Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Carol Schultz. Carol, you are the founder and uh, CEO of Vertical Elevation. You're found on the web at verticalelevation.com. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Josh. I'm glad to be here. Carol, at a high level, um, explain what Vertical Evolution does. Evolution, ev- ev- elevation, <laughs> which, which I'm sure it, it helps folks with a, an evolution in their life. <laughs> Well, uh, the initial the initial um, part of my business is retained executive search. I've been in the search industry for 28 years, almost 29, which which ages me certainly quite a bit. Um, and that evolved over the years to me also providing uh, coaching and coaching services, career mm-hmm. executive career coaching, executive leadership coaching, and and those two mesh very very well together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so for the longest time, then you would work on behalf of the employers seeking executive leadership. Is that, that right? That is correct. Yep. I'm hired by the company, and there's a whole process I go I go do um, to find the people. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is that? What is that process? And again, I know that this was your uh, this has been your earlier work on yep. on doing this. Yeah. Um, but what like when you are? Is it just? talking to and getting to know a lot of people and then kind of finding out, you know, what, what is there? Are they open to a new position? That sort of thing. That's a good question. The first part of the search is what I refer to as a kickoff meeting. That's with the client because I can't have conversations with anyone until I have a really, really clear understanding of what their needs are. So when I sit down and have a kickoff meeting, which can go two or three hours with the client, uh, I, I send them in advance a list of 45, 50 questions that we're going to talk about in this meeting. And their answers to these questions enable me to write a position description. And I do that alongside my clients. They make edits if they're necessary. And usually uh, within about a week, three, three changes, we come up with the actual position description that we're going to use. Mm. Based on that, I then start going out and sourcing and I hire people to help me do the sourcing uh, of candidates. And I typically start with about a hundred people. And then start looking into their backgrounds a little more deeply and say, okay, let's make a shorter list of those that I want to contact initially and have conversations with. And mm. you know, once I can engage someone in a conversation, and it's really all about how you approach someone, yeah, right? Recruiters have a very, very bad reputation of really having it all be about the recruiter. Yeah. And I could tell you many, many stories I've heard from, from people <laughs> I know, but- it's really about building relationships, and and most recruiters nowadays don't want to take time to do that. Oh, I know it's it drives very me time consuming. This is a it is it's listen this this is a very much it's all about the relationship. Yeah, and to just you know take the spammer approach. I see the same thing in marketing, and it's it's collapsed right. on itself. 
It really has, uh, you know, where we're just going to use AI and we're going to be trickier and we're just going to rifle through more and more and more numbers yeah. uh, to try to get to that one, you know, the Jim Carrey. So you're saying there's a chance, you know, one in a million match mm-hmm. as opposed to spending more time with fewer people, but having right. a deeper relationship, yep. advocating for what they want and what they're open to. And one thing I know, Carol, I would imagine you've gotten a lot of great business, maybe not necessarily from the person that you have an initial relationship with, but because what I know about most executives is they know lots of other executives. Right. (laughs) And executives will hear of movement or someone's frustration saying, hey, you know, if if you know any other opportunities, I'd kind of like to move on to some some greener pastures and have them say, you know what? I've got a great person I should introduce you to, Carol Schultz. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that's happened for you a number of times. Well, of course it has, Josh. I mean, there's, you know, when, when you get the feedback, feedback from a client who says, gosh, I've never talked to a recruiter who looks at the business the way you do. Yeah. You know, this isn't me trying to break my arm and patting myself on the back, but what it is, it's acknowledgement that I'm doing things in a way that suits the client, Right. Or when a candidate says to me, which I've heard many times, gosh, Carol, I've told you things I've never told a recruiter before. And that, I mean, that makes, that warms my heart because that's, I mean, that's huge to have someone say that. Mm. And it just, it just confirms that I'm doing things in a way that works. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it takes so many hours and multiple phone calls to get to know someone. And I think the reason, in fact, I know the reason that, people tell me things, whether it's on the client or the candidate side is because I'm genuinely interested in them. Right. People, people can sense when they're being manipulated versus when you're, you actually have a genuine, genuine interest in them. Yeah. Oh, totally. You're not fooling anybody. (laughs) Recruiters. We all know what you, you know, and, and, and again, I think, you know, after you've been hit up a handful of times, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, listen, it's the recruiter's job. That's how they get paid. You know, in many ways, it's kind of like what my experience was with PR, Um, you know, as a journalist, like, listen, all the journalists know what you're doing, like to, to, to my PR friends out there. Mm -hmm. So why not ask the journalist what they want and need? And, and, and see, you know, if there's a match, great. If mm-hmm. there's not, quit trying to jam a, a square peg into a round hole because you're just embarrassing yourself. Well, you're right. I mean, you cannot be all things to all people. Yeah. And it's okay. Uh, a coaching friend of mine just referred me to somebody because it wasn't in his wheelhouse. Mm. Right? So I, I think you have to be more apt to thinking, instead of thinking, oh my God, I need the business. I have to have the money. I don't want to let this go. You have to really look at, to your point, what really serves them the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it's not you doing the work, you should responsibly send them to someone else. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. They'll have better respect for you. So today, Carol, you've done, you, you do a lot more work. Um, so you really have honed in on the relationship. And so someone that that would really benefit from your expertise what what are they doing professionally right now um it 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 doesn't need to be a particularly vertical market focus right although i have i you know in my search practice i started just to give you a little tiny bit of background i started as a generalist in tech 
And I've, I've started focusing on InsureTech. It's a very, very cool vertical market. Mm. Uh, lots happening there to disrupt the, the way that people are doing insurance. Um, you know, and then from, from the, so from that side, but from the coaching side, it doesn't really matter to me what somebody does. It doesn't matter if they're in retail or wholesale or uh, technology or whatever they might be, because the work that I do with people is all about having them see things like blind spots, getting into those things. You know, people don't, people don't have business problems. They have personal problems that show up in their business. Mm -hmm. So it's really getting at, and and those are, those are common regardless of what vertical market someone is in. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, when someone, when you engage uh, with your clients, like, what does that process look like? How do you help them? Like, what are the conversations that you have? And then what, what do you do on their behalf? So are, are we talking on, on, on the coaching side of things? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, that, as I understand, I mean, that's where you spend majority of your time. I'm there. spending a great deal yeah. of time there now. Yeah. Because like I said, it speaks to my heart. So that's really where I'm focusing nowadays. Um, I'm forgetting the question you just asked me. Oh, right. So questions that I ask people. I'm sorry. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> so, so I really start with looking at people like what's the vision they have for their professional careers. Whether whether somebody's interested in doing career work with me or leadership work, the vision for their career is important to talk about. And understanding, you know, where they think their challenges might be. You know, do they, do they need to make any, what I refer to as mindset changes, right? Mindset being how we, how we think between our ears, mm-hmm. right? We may have a, a preconceived notion of how we feel about something or someone. And without understanding how that works, that can, that can really limit someone's progress. So what do you help them realize that maybe that they're not realizing themselves? Well, I had a conversation with a third line sales manager at a very, very well-known technology company. And I did a discovery call with him because I was doing some research and I've known him for a number of years. He was more than happy to help me out. And I went through this whole discovery process with him. And one of the first questions I asked other than his, after his career vision was, you know, do you, do you have any mindset changes you'd like to make? He was, no, I don't have any mindset changes. And then he proceeds to go on and <laughs> it was really pretty funny. I was sort of laughing as I was listening to him, Com- you know, complain about this, that, and the other mm-hmm. at his company. And, you know, everybody's, you know, filling the negative word and, and it, yada, yada, yada. And he said to me at the end of the call, he said, you know, I wasn't sure what kind of call this was going to be. I thought it was just going to be one of those, you know, whatever calls. Mm-hmm. He said, what I thought I had that was coaching was not coaching. Mm. This conversation taught me what that was. And he said, I wish I'd known you 10 years sooner. I'd be 10, year for, 10 years further along in my career. Yeah. So great coaching is really just about listening. It is, yeah. Listening and to what's going on underneath. Okay, you know, why are you, you know, why are your, are your direct reports so incompetent? Let's really look at what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Is it they're incompetent 
or are you teaching them in a way that doesn't work for them? Mm. Coaching isn't just about telling somebody what to do. Yeah. Which is what okay. a lot of people think coaching is. Well, listening and, and also, you know, the advantage to working with a great coach too is they, they know what questions to ask is my experience as well, because I believe that a lot of us probably know all the answers. Like it's up there somewhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's just, you know, it's the exercise of talking through that, yeah. that I'm just not going to, you know, I'm too close to it. And if I'm not working with a coach to help me ask, what do you want? You know, what, where does it hurt right now? Mm-hmm. And then help me kind of explore that. Like I've tried, like, you know, I'll journal and ponder mm-hmm. and think about things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's helpful. Right. But a lot of times, like, you know, when it's like, you just need that other person to just ask the question that is clearer to them because they're on the outside looking in, then I'm too close. I, exactly. I can't see the force from the trees. Yeah. When, when you, when you operate from a world of, I know, there's no room for any possibility of learning yeah. anything. Mm. Yeah. So as a result of, you know, you coaching, um, you know, working with executives who are wanting to have a more meaningful career, maybe kind of rise up um, to mm-hmm. that next position that they're after, like what, um, like what, what would be some examples of some stories or maybe someone in particular, they're like, oh Yeah you know, because we figured this out and we kind of worked through this, they were able to do X. What, what, what happened? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm just trying to go through, go through my memory banks of, of this. <laughs> I, I know, Carol, you've, you've had a few clients in your time. Yeah. Yeah, I have. And I'm trying to think, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with a, with a really great scenario. Um, I think primarily, uh, you know, a client who, who had said to me, you know, Carol has a great, a great way of, and this is not quite your answer yet, but I'll get there. A great way of building relationships with people to be able Mm -hmm. to get to, to get, to get the people for us from a search standpoint. So what happens, what really happens is when someone has someone to talk to and 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 I and I wish I had come prepared with a with with and I'd known you were going to ask me that question so mm-hmm. I'm struggling to find a great story for you. Mm-hmm. I have millions of stories but I can't seem to find that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at your testimonials and just saying like, like seeing who you're working with. I mean you yeah. got CEO, CEO, broker owner, VP of sales yeah. for large companies, directors of yeah. finance. Um I mean you're working with some some, some very successful people. Well, yeah. And, and, and not only that, Josh, I, I, because I spent so many years in my search career and still do working with startups, mm. working with, with founders is such a great thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a founder recently in the insure tech sector, um, say to me, you know, reach out to me to do some work with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've never built a company before. What do you know about building a company? Yeah. You know, most people bring in advisors in startups that know about their specific industry. What they don't think about is bringing someone in who knows how to help them. Like, who are you as a culture? What kind of culture do you want to build? Why? Um, Who are you as a leader? How do I become a better leader? How do I actually build a successful company? This is not easy. Yeah. 
And to your point about living in the world of I know, the smartest people, regardless, it doesn't whether it's coaching or marketing support or whatever that is in your business, you the smart people bring in whoever that is that's an expert in that area to help them get from point A to point B successfully and more quickly. Yeah. Carol, from, from my perspective, one thing that, that I'm thinking of is, you know, our company is going through a lot of growth right now and, and it will likely get to the point where I'm not sure I'm the best CEO to run this company. I'm not a very good, I know my own personality yeah. and I, I'm not a very good operator. I have a great director of operations, mm-hmm. thankfully. Right. I'm a wonderful, I'm a, I'm a visionary. Like I, I, can, mm-hmm. I can share the vision. I'm an evangelist for sure. Right. Uh, you know, but when it comes to the minutia and the, oh, we really should be doing this sort of thing and coming mm-hmm. up with those, you know, operational CEO thoughts, sometimes my brain's not really there. So one thing I'm thinking of is, you know, there may be a point in the next few years where I, I should probably start seriously thinking about recruiting you know, more mm-hmm. executive leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how do I do that? That's such a good question. And it's great that you're thinking about that because so many founders like yourself, they think they can be the CEO and many of them can. And many of them can be successful. And then there's those who realize they get, to, they get their company to a certain point and they realize if I want to get to the next level, I've got to start bringing in people who are better than I am, right? So, so as far as, you know, you, you, the founders I talk to, we typically put a plan in place. You know, when we get to this point, the next person to hire would be this, right? Is your, you know, a, a chief operating officer. And maybe that's what you become mm-hmm. as a great operator, mm-hmm. right? You become the founder and COO, or you become the chairman of your board. And you bring in a CEO, that actually is experienced in doing what you do, the mm-hmm. kind of business you're in, to take your business to the next level. You know, having somebody running marketing for you is really important. I think yeah. the biggest challenge companies have, especially small companies, is finding the money to be able to do this, right? I mean, I hear this from people all the time, especially startups. Oh, yeah, we, we, you know, we want to hire this person, but, you know, we really can't afford it. And yeah. Anybody who's going to be in a startup has to understand that you're not making the kind of money that you're making initially, at least, as you would be with a, you know, with a billion dollar or even half billion dollar company. Mm -hmm. You can't pay a CEO. Any CEO who comes into a little startup has to really expect not to make probably more than about $150,000 a year. They're they're going there for the equity, Mm -hmm. right? So I also will work with some clients. That, that want to hire me, but they can't afford to pay me my full fee, we'll work something out with maybe a little piece of equity alongside of that. Yeah. But I only do that with companies I really believe are going to take the coaching and they're going to do the work and that I believe that they're going to they're gonna put a process in place to put, to, to put in place the right leadership. I say to people all the time when it comes to startups, you want to find a startup that has a better probability of success. Mm-hmm. Look at the executive team. Yeah. Yes. Who have they surrounded themselves with? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's okay if you're a first-time founder, but are you bringing in a head of sales, you know, or a chief revenue officer who is experienced building 
that from small companies. Yeah. Yeah. Not Carol just hiring Schultz. your buddy because yeah. it's cheaper to do it that way. Yeah. Well, hey, Carol, you, again, thank you so much. You're the founder and CEO of Vertical Elevation on the web at verticalelevation.com. A- anything that, you know, as people have been hearing our conversation, are like, okay, I love what Carol's saying. I love the sound of her voice. Uh, what's the best way for them to engage? And, and, and what would that beginning part or that next step in the relationship with you look like? Right. It what would be reaching out to me either by email or, you know, I email first carol at verticalelevation.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, or, or they can certainly call me directly 303-805-7635. But what that would look like is really just, like I said, I'm all about relationships, yeah. finding out what, you know, what brought you to me, what do you need help with? And let's have a discovery call to see if, you know, if we're a fit for each other, because it's, it, you know, the work that I do, whether it's in recruiting and matching people up or coaching, you know, you just don't walk down the aisle after the first date. No, that's right. Okay. Awesome. Carol, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for this again. Carol Schultz, your website, verticalelevation.com. Thank you, Carol. You're welcome, Josh. Good to see we good to see you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.